0: Welcome to the DKM Podcast, we're here at the Don't Know Much Podcast, we don't know much about anything, but what we do know is, this we is episode it, 69. We did it guys, we did
1: it, we got the funny number, we did it, we got the funny fucking number.
0: You know, w- one thing I've always loved about cultural changing and cultures, uh, uh, adopting new things, new ideas, new new slang, new everything, uh, earlier today. Day I saw, or yesterday i saw a thing that says um uh proper english you alliterated th- this very well um and then it says the simple version of that is uh that was hot or that, that, that was good or whatever right uh there was and then the slang english of it is like bars and i'm like i I like how we just find different ways to uh uh to find uh what's the word to change our culture to change things to be more simple and funny at the same time i mean heck even lol is in the dictionary the the whole the whole thing that came out at the beginning of what uh, of the 2010s uh that cringy thing that people some people would say now it's become such a big social norm here in america that's in the webster freaking Uh, dictionary so 69 uh here we are all is nice all is good we're still talking just daniel and i uh kenny's still dealing with whatever what he's got to deal with but we still love him uh the one thing i will say though is uh i wonder where the whole 69 thing came from? Because obviously people just started thinking about 69 because of the whole the sexual aspect of it. But like, but what leads to that? You know? And then you, if we look up on the internet, it's like, oh, what led to 69 being so popular? It's probably going to be like a 50, 50 minute documentary about like uh, the the dark the dark tunnel, the dark uh, iceberg of the 69. You're going too deep, Marcos. Type you're, gonna, of thing. you're
1: gonna find out Obama's last name at this rate. <laughs>
0: oh no. You
1: think I'll get in trouble? Yeah, you'll you'll be immediately been knocked, immediately be wiped from the face of the planet, easily.
0: I think one one of those things that I I liked about uh, internet's like just just internet's uh, documentaries, is how some people can be very very creative, in their uh, what's the word in their, way of producing content that. Obviously, they're getting straight. To, they're not getting right straight to the point because obviously that'd be a boring video. They make it entertaining and stuff. But like, they throw in a lot of like little fun facts, little fun things that um, you didn't quite know about, and introduces you to a world where you're just like, oh, this is nice. A good example is uh, as of recording of this video, I think yesterday, uh, a very popular YouTube channel called Something Salt released a, uh, a sp- another speed running uh, video. Who people who do not know who Something Salt is, is, he's a gentleman who um covers a speedrunning community is he for the video guy games and I did that and, video about um, like the
1: guy who broke out of War speedrun because I think I might have seen that video
0: and maybe he uh, he seems to be focused more on um, Nintendo games and all that stuff uh, but like 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 it's not like it's not hmm. exclusive to that but Summoning salt is someone that uh, Literally at the beginning of every one of his videos, he uses like of like some sort of vaporwave song that uh, has gotten popular mainly because of his YouTube channel. But he essentially just makes a documentary of like uh, speed and a lot of stuff, and it's mostly it's mostly Nintendo, Sega type of things, uh, uh, things that we will, will associate to like nostalgia content uh, to to us, right? And he was talking about Double Dash in his previous video, and just the amount of stuff that he must study just to. Make you understand how much of a crazy feat bringing down a world record for a certain time trial by like a couple seconds is is quite he like the man knows how to direct the man knows how to like write a script because it 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 does it does make you feel like you're sort of that part of it of the speed running community but the dude does a really good job at like hey this is what it took for this guy i'm i'm in this. the camp that believes that and if
1: you can make the production so good that it keeps me entertained the subject matter might not even be enough to like keep me interested enough like it's crazy how like you could go so deep into a rabbit hole but the production is so good that it, it, it keeps you along for the ride as much as possible like uh, a good example i used to watch a lot was back in the day uh was my life in gaming which is a great youtube channel uh they do this whole like sub series where they talk about like how to get the best picture quality for old game cons. now of course i don't you know deal with the old game systems anymore because i more prefer emulation or uh re-releases if possible but the way how their production is so good, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch a video like how to get the best picture quality of a PS2. I don't have a PS2, but fuck it, I'm generally curious. Like, how do you do that with original hardware? The uh, at least with something so
0: his his. Uh, if you're not really big into uh, speedrunning, nor are you big into the some old school games that you used to play as a kid, but you don't really care about it now, and how people have push that game that you used to play a lot to its limits you know more power to you um but one thing that at least he does well is he the research is there it's obviously there but it's also a very very good example on how to really perfect the craft because at least the way he does it the formula yeah i mean look at his uh, channel right now it's actually pretty
1: crazy it's not even like a full page and all his videos got like over a million views except like his first three but like Starting on his, like, fourth video, he already has, like, seven seven million views already, and then you go up to it, and it's, like, all this history of it. It's really interesting. I actually might, might give this a shot, because this looks very interesting to me.
0: It's videos that don't really age badly, because it tells you exactly what happens at the time of the recording, like, oh, this is what happened, this is what's going on. He doesn't just say, hey, this is what happened in speedrunning today this is more so an explanation of the history of speedrunning uh on this certain game uh a good example is like hey he'll cover a mario kart 64 uh video right he'll using a video to do Mario 64 then he'll make another video covering it again but the man doesn't make simple 10 minute videos no he goes yeah, 30 minutes plus like the, he an hour. right and he can make uh every time he makes a video about a subject twice it's there's always a lot to talk about he he really gives you one of those like internet history lesson types of things it's always interesting how he does it um but at least like he's a good example at least in my opinion on like how to properly uh introduce a a an idea into something that obviously the market already wants to exist like the market's there already like we just need someone to like engage into that and And that's what people started
1: yeah this is definitely something of a super niche subject matter but clearly this person is super passionate enough and really good to keep the audience entertained i'm legitimately curious about the watch time of his videos actually and see like how many people actually start from beginning to end uh because you know it's it's crazy out there it's really crazy.
0: I think when it comes to watch times i i can't recall many videos where i can i just stop watching it halfway through unless like i'm dealing with something else like outside of the video itself like oh i get a phone call and then i forget about the youtube video completely until like later that night I I'll keep watching the youtube video but like i don't really stop watching a video halfway through my only gripe with that uh, is
1: is if mi- there's like a, a an end screen that just kind of drags on a little bit there's a lot of youtubers that used to drag on the end screen and you know what that is it's like the end oh, of the of video course. happened we're like yeah. all right thanks guys see you next time fade black fade back in and slate. it's like hey guys uh, i'm recording this at uh 4 a.m and uh it's really late you know uh, guys uh are we hit ten minutes yet no okay let's uh let's keep this going a little bit um you know it's uh, it's been you know it's like yeah, kind yeah, of course, like you of know course. and i don't mind it too much if it's like a minute maybe two but and if like maybe you're seeing something like oh this is where the parts are the patreon credits are coming in stuff like that but there's just some people that just really twiddled their thumbs and are just like hey man like your video was six minutes long and three minutes of it are it's just the end slate like you gotta like cut that shit out you know what i'm saying Like, I get it. You got to hit that 10 minute mark. But this is this is just like really cutting into the time. You know what I'm saying?
0: One of the things that uh, some people have done is the whole, uh, hey, thank you for watching my video to the end. Uh, And then they would give you like a small little synopsis, I guess, of like what they're thinking or they tell you, hey, this is this is what I went through while making this video. And it's kind of cool. I'm glad for all those who support me. Uh, my patreon here's my patreon and they do the whole you know a list of the patrons and all all that stuff and that's cool now but like either way like if i'm i mostly consume uh different kind of content and and usually the content is more so like informative and the ending of the video is just normally just like a we're we're crossing our eyes dotting our t's here and we're just going to um uh, finish up the video. We're bringing it all back together. That's usually when I stop watching a video because I'm like, Are you already, like, I already went through the meat and potatoes. I don't have to be here for dessert to end it all. Like, I wouldn't I say really it's more of a dessert. It. I'd say so, more
1: like we're just waiting for the check to come in so we could get the fuck out of the restaurant. Like, we're done. That's it. We we had our meal. Basically, like, yeah. give us our check. Let's get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> that's that's why I really. I I really don't really stick around throughout the entire video if that's the kind of video I'm watching. But for the most part I watch towards the end cuz it's it's something that uh I do anyways. Like a lot of uh anime stuff that I watch, I watch it towards the end because it's usually like there's good content all throughout. Like I really recommend for those who have a lot of free time. I really recommend watching One Piece. One Piece is is really good. Really it's I wouldn't say I wouldn't I don't maybe I could use it it's it's a uh, peak fiction, uh, especially now. Uh, I've, I'm caught up with the manga. Uh, i caught up with the anime, and it's pretty freaking good. But like, there's just so much to do when it comes to One Piece that I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't want to. If you're not interested in in spending what two years watching a thousand episodes, which fun fact I think you can watch all One Piece within like two months, less than two months actually. I, I, don't, actually, I don't, actually,
1: don't think actually, I can kind of
0: one month though, honestly. But you know, I, mean, I can't. Uh, uh, a, a previous co-worker of mine, he um, he would go, let me see, he would work his typical hours from 7 to 3.30, he would go to the gym for about an hour or two, right, go home, shower, and then make food. And while he's making food and while he's doing everything, he's watching One Piece. And the dude, after doing all that,
1: in a little over a month, he, uh, he caught up. I and I'm like, I, I had a guy, I had a coworker do the same thing to me. He's like, he goes, like, hey, Daniel, I think I'm going to give one piece a shot. I'm like, all right, man, it's a long show. You know, got a lot. Yeah, but I think I dig this shit. I dig the pirates. And I'm like, all right, man, go ahead. He Goes back the next day. Hey, man, dude, I'm at 150 already. Like, how, what, how, how, what, how, how How did you do that? How the fuck did you do that? He's like, oh, I just watched it when I got home. And I watched it all the way till he started to come back to work. Dude, you didn't sleep. Nah, it was too busy. <laughs> was-
0: Respect. I mean I'm telling you that listen there is quite and I'm and I'm not being facetious on this I'm 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 telling you right now there is a point in one piece where I'm telling you 200 episodes straight is just straight up fire and okay just that like, there's just that, so that much that brings happening up my question right, let me get
1: this let's get this out of the way now I I've, I've been very vocal about this why I'm super hesitant when it comes to like any three digit plus episode of any anime I I just there's a thought that's always in the back of my head that just says How much of the episodes is filler? How filler heavy would you say One Piece is compared to the Big Three, which is Dragon Ball, Bleach, uh, maybe Naruto? If you want to add that there. Um.
0: Okay, so yeah, yeah, so uh, Bleach and Naruto are very infamous for the fillers. You want the fillers that had. uh, Dragon Balls has had its fair share of fillers, but it's never been like very, very infamous on that case. Most Um, people don't remember that Dragon Ball Z Kai exists. Or are people confuse that f- that they watch Dragon Ball Z and they don't think there's any fillers and then they watch Dragon Ball Z Kai and they're like, oh, that was filler? Or maybe they just grew up only watching Dragon Ball Z Kai and they had no fillers. I, I, it's so just so crazy because like as a
1: kid, I remembered so much about Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if either it was Toonami or whoever was there, but I feel like there were so many episodes I don't remember. But it could be possible we just watched it as kids. But when you were kids, you are just excited to see a new Dragon Ball Z episode that you didn't really mind that it was Basically. filler, you know? Like, we, we saw the Frieza song. Basically. even that was still filler is like oh there's five minutes until the planet explodes but how many times do they just stand around waiting for the next punch and i'm just like yeah that's that's not right it's like if you get into power rangers nowadays like power rangers fans will come you know left right and center to tell you that like oh, right don't watch this episode to this episode this has nothing to do with this this and that and i feel like that that's what we need it's like a good example is like i wanted to watch i was i was thinking about like anime i wanted to watch back when i was a kid and i was in high school i always wanted to get into full metal alchemist but you know there was full metal alchemist and then there was full metal Alchemist. Brotherhood, and as a new guy, I didn't know what was the difference. I thought Brotherhood was like a sequel or something, and then people told me like, no, it's actually more right. closer to the manga. It cuts out a little bit the filler. It's more of like a easier entry point to get into the show. At that point, like, oh, okay, so I guess I'll give Brotherhood a watch. But then there's some people there so saying, no, you have to watch the original. It's the best one. And it's like, I, I don't know how do, how do I watch it then? What how do I proceed?
0: Just just Brotherhood. Just just you're fine with just Brotherhood. Um when it comes to the, your question though with One Piece, like when it comes to filling all that stuff, like even the fillers are good when it comes to like uh, uh the big three, right? Um Bleach only ever had like I think one or two good arcs out of all their filler arcs that they had. Uh, Naruto I would say would had a couple as well that are good filler arcs, but like most of them were just like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, it's mostly just for comedic relief and all that stuff. And, um, but when it comes to one piece, a lot of it's filler is freaking it's fire. It's pretty good. It's funny. And it's surprisingly somewhat canon sometimes. Uh, and even the manga, uh, sometimes introduces it, uh, filler content into the, um, into the manga itself a good example is in in recent events uh in the anime luffy visits or he gets thrown into prison whereas in the manga he doesn't quite go into the prison to the same degree that uh that he did in the anime and in the anime he was he learned a new technique in the prison it's not a new technique it's just a new form of already technique he knew and um, in the in the manga, he never learned this. However, in the manga, he said he learned this technique, and it didn't screw up the continuity anyway. Uh, all it said was that he just learned it, and people just assumed that, uh, rightly so, that the anime covered that something the, the manga didn't. Um, uh, but it was still canon uh, throughout, like like for everything, right? So one piece, as long as it may be um and as slow as it may feel like at the beginning like a lot of these animes as well as it's a it's an anime that started in in the what early 2000s late 90s something like that it it is slow and some people don't like the animation style which you know to each their own of course uh you do what you got to do uh if you don't like it you don't have to like it that's fine uh but the one piece anime in one piece manga are just so freaking good amazing world building amazing character development amazing just a lot of things it's sure it's long and sure drags out but uh the creator is very ocd and very much of a perfectionist in that degree where he's like trying to make sure everything's correct everything's good uh we're currently in the final saga as well in in one piece just the final saga of one piece just started in um the manga and uh I'll tell you right now it might take 5 years for it to finish because obviously it's a weekly it's a weekly thing. And all all that being said, the um it's he said he's going to type a lot of loose ends, a lot of like things that he's left out uh as a little easter egg type of thing. Uh he likes to leave the door open like let's just say an episode 200 right of the anime. He says, "Oh, uh character W will do this thing." But we'll never find out what he actually did there until episode 800 not because he he planned it or he forgot and started using it it's like no it's more sort of like a plan thing but he's like i'll introduce it back again when i feel like it's more right but he never leaves it open and this is the final arc this is the final saga i guess of the one piece um uh uh manga weekly releases so it's ending in about a couple of years but it's gonna take some time all in all being said I, one piece is something that i would tell anyone like hey if you have a lot of time uh you might as well just pick it up uh you don't have to pick it up all right away just you know do do it all in one sitting like you know like how our coworkers did but like you know just take it slow take it gradual you know sip it little by little but
1: i recommend yeah, it do I, I don't know for me my there's always a hard limit for me, and that's I think that's my problem with every anime. It's just, like, when the pacing, especially at the end of an arc, that's so good. Like, a good example is, like, I got really into Bleach. I love the idea of it. I thought the Soul Reaver thing was so cool. You know, the whole, like, you, see, you know, there's, like, the society built around it, and, like, you had all these, like, cool people with all these different abilities and shit. I was all over that. Right. I only got up to the part where, spoiler alert for anybody who's never watched Bleach, where uh, Ichigo and his friends break into the Soul Society, and they try to, like, rescue Rukia that was great that was like really cool because there's all this stuff and there's all this potential and all this power you still didn't know what everybody could do yet but then after you see Uruke, everyone's just like all right we're all good friends now and then it's just kind of like this slow moment where they're all just kind of like realizing the moment like okay when what's the next thing here and there's like a lot of episodes i caught on adult swim back in the day where nothing really happened like i saw some of my favorite characters but i would just be like okay but nothing happened in this episode i kind of feel like nothing really added anything to the episode or to the show in general and that's just my thing man i I, as much as people don't like kai because some of the censorship and i blame that to nickelodeon i just chalk it up as that i think you need things like that you need some point where you just need to say okay the story begins and ends like that and listen filler isn't only tied to just you know Three-digit long episodes here. uh Episode count shows here. I mean, like even Kogias, one of my favorite animes of all time. Mostly the first season, there's like one episode of like nothing really special happening, but there's still kind of a plot in the background still going on. Um, it's just it's some it's just that's just my thing. It's more easier of a pill to swallow to be like, okay, maybe one episode is just kind of cutesy. Maybe it's a little bit of, you know hijinks and shit. You get some cute moments with the with the characters because you know by the end of the anime, everyone's gonna get fucked up at the end. But like. But that's just one episode, you know. But like going through like an arc or multiple episodes where nothing goes on, I just I kind of tap out. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm done. I'm not interested. I'm not motivated, you know. And people tell me just keep going at it. It's like, no, dude, just tell me what's the next episode I should watch because I I can't I can't give a shit anymore. I can't. And that's one of the things about like with television. Like I used to be back in the day, which is really funny to me. You know, we brought up earlier about like all these like long ass YouTube videos about people who make like hour, you know. Like, up to an hour-long episodes of, like, the history of speedrunning and stuff. Um, back in the day, I remember when I wanted to watch Breaking Bad, when it was done, Um that was, like, the first hurdle for me. It's like, oh, my God, like, an hour-long episode. Like, I can't watch a lot of episodes like that, but then once it gets you going, you start, like... Wanted to keep watch more of it and then another one you start st- telling yourself like okay i'm only gonna watch this episode and then the, the episode ends on a cliffhanger you're like oh my god how they're gonna follow up with that and then you just keep going like that's what i'm going through with the boys right now like it's you just don't realize like how fast your time is going when you're just watching like hour-long episode back to back to back and granted anime is more usually about 30 to 40 minutes but imagine like 30 40 minutes but imagine like three hours of the boys but instead of like actual development it's all filler and it's just like i'm not i, I that kind of like Takes the the winds out of my sails, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. Maybe there could be yeah. some guide out there that could recommend me. Say, all right, watch Bleach episode this, and then you can skip all of that. And I'm pretty yeah, sure there is. I just at the time there, wasn't there is, like yeah. motivated enough to do it, so I just never followed up with it. Um, but that's that's something we'll we'll have to cross that bridge in the end. But which is funny because I've been really watching, been any anime lately? Not even just old or new. I just haven't been watching anime. I don't hate anime. I still like it, but just nothing has really caught my eye lately. I'm trying to think like speaking about
0: bleach though the 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 final arc is coming out which uh i'm i'm I mostly read manga which I could say right now this this manga this this final arc is like there's a a lot happens like a lot of big stuff happens so uh i I did want to comment on the, the thing you said about like oh we just finished uh uh rescuing rookie or what now right well like this, this is the one thing some people don't like or they, people don't or just need to get used to when it comes to like any entertainment any story any anything right um once the climax hits for a certain arc or a certain thing sure there is a like once it finishes and completely it's over there is this downtime in between sagas in between arcs you won't get an immediate like we're gonna ramp it up to 100 again. We gotta build up again. We gotta start this whole process. This is that's the one thing that people are like, oh, you know, um, I don't like what's happening now. Even though it is still interesting in this series, I kind of like that when we, that he was this this person was still fighting. The protectors were still fighting. This big boss was like, yeah, of course. You're at the climax. You're gonna have to wait. Till we get there for this new saga, this new, this new arc, this new
1: whatever. So right, it's take and there's nothing time, wrong with that. Yeah, I like that I, I in some shows mean. where, you know, like, a spoiler for, for Invincible. I, I don't know if you've watched Invincible Marcos. I'm kind of going to spoil it here for a minute, though. Just giving everybody time to realize. Can, can I tell you the ending, or you don't want me to tell you about it? I don't okay, care for so spoilers. Okay, so anybody who's listening to this right now, just just cover your ears for, like, the next, like, two minutes. I'm going to keep this as short as possible. All right, three two one okay at the final episode of invincible when everybody finds out what omni-man was up to and all this sort of shit just absolutely beats the shit out of mark there's like this long part of the finale where it's just like everyone's kind of like reeling everything in that's just like wow this actually happened we all had to deal with it this is such a crazy revelation all these people died and all that stuff and that was like the end of the episode there was no like big climactic fight or anything it was just like one dude got his ass beat. Everybody's kind of in shock, and then the ep- the episode's just dealing with the with the recovery. But notice how that was just only like th- within the same episode, you know. But with bleach i felt like it was like episode yeah. after episode after episode i don't mind that i like that where like you know an anime or like especially after like that's one thing that i always like liked about Kogias or like other you know mech anime shows it was just like there's an episode of moment where they flex and like, saying like yeah at the end of the day you're f- seeing cool robots fight each other but there's a lot of people that get caught up in the crossfire that we kind of just forget about like that's un- something you notice about an evangelion that you kind of don't realize on the first viewing but as the fights keep going on and on people are just kind of saying like yo fuck Tokyo 3 like b- what what's the point like yeah the city is a fortress but we keep getting fucked with with angels and, and the AVA units are piloted by these kids that are fucking shit up like we're just gonna leave you know alright and for anybody who's still not listening uh spoilers are done so you can continue watching the episode
0: when it comes to shows like Invincible when it comes to shows like Bleach and stuff um obviously it's, it's it's one of those things where like unlike actual like Marvel and DC comics where um There's different universes, different worlds, different narrative plots, different whatever. Invincible and Bleach, they have a start and an end, and it's usually linear. Um, Sure, there's other, like, subplots that will branch off into their own thing, but they're never the main part of the, uh, like, the main series. Uh, A good example is, like, how um, in... Oh, yeah, a good example would be, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then all the shows that happen. Which apparently like, Disney announced like a bunch based... of like
1: phases in this Comic Con event. Like I'm a little lost on that, uh, but neither. I don't do really I. care for it. I, I stopped caring I, about I'm not it. Into Obviously, it. it's so ironic. As a nerd, I don't give a shit at all about about uh, uh, Marvel and and all these like cinematic universes. It just doesn't do it for me at this point.
0: Obviously, this is trying to hit the uh that peak again of of uh Spider Man No Way Home and and the Infinity Saga uh because obviously those were like the big bang things but like when it comes to when it comes to like these linear progression of uh of, sh- of 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 like of Invincible and Bleach like you'll have your own thing but this is like it's still in your shirt but like there is this thing with fillers when it comes to these uh anime that and that don't exist in the manga and that's why i always tell people just read the manga um the naruto manga was straight up flames fire it's like an amazing thing it's it's always a hitter it's one chapter after another it's amazing the anime which mind you i first started watching the naruto anime when ever since it started showing up to nami then i uh read the manga and from the beginning to end and it was such a different experience and like sort of regret watching the anime because the anime is just like it's a different thing it, it takes a lot of time hey, listen, even One Piece does this whereas like,
1: basically to describe it is you contract the, the manga is doing good it's in the early stages or maybe the middle point at this point or like you know further along than just a couple of chapters. And then, you know, you, these, these studios will come up to the artists and be like, hey, we want to turn your anim- your manga into an anime. And the, art, the manga artist probably be like, yeah, I could turn out an episode every other week. I could, I could do this. But then eventually, as, as we know by Berserk, you know that sometimes art and artists can't work on a timeline like that. And then they kind of have to drag. And now you have the anime studio being like, well, shit, we, we have the rights and the license to keep making content off of this property we got to keep making episodes. What are we going to do? Stop airing episodes? No, they're going to have to make filler for what they have. So, like, yes, I get where you're coming from. It's like if you want a more streamlined, straight A to B plot, then, yes, you would read the manga. But if you're like me and you prefer watching your action instead of reading it, you know, you kind of want to see it animated. But then you also run the risk of, like, how much of it is going to be fucking filler.
0: Yeah, that's why when it comes to, like, fight scenes, I can just, like like can read reading the manga and manga does well when it comes to action scenes but if i want to watch it animated watch the anime just the just the fight scenes and that's it or if someone tells me oh the the voice actor for this for this one moment is pretty pretty sick i'm like yeah I'll watch that then uh like when a specific antagonist calls out luffy's name in one piece like at the end of an episode like that was like like actual chills like it was pretty freaking good a uh, real deep deep voice this voice actor was able to uh was able to um achieve at that moment but when it comes to um when it came to uh reading manga it's just it's at least it's it doesn't feel like a waste of time uh for the most part because you know every new chapter is going to be content related it's going to have a lot of content it's going to have a a good amount of substance compared to just the anime where like you said you're running the risk of like is it going to have filler? Am I going to waste my time? Heck, and the one thing that I don't like about anime, uh, so a lot of animes do this, not all, but a good amount of them is like, hey, episode 10 did this, right? Cool. I finished watching episode 10. Episode 10 was amazing. I can't wait to watch episode 11. All right, cool. Uh, what's episode 11? Well, it's going to take like 10 minutes for you to get new content on episode 11 because it's the opening it's the recap. It's the not only just recap, but the recap is literally p- replaying the last five minutes of, at the end of the episode ten, and everyone's like, okay. Once these ten minutes are done, you only really have another ten minutes of new content, and that, that's just one thing I never liked about anime. That's just like constantly brings
1: you back with the old content of the previous. And because you know, some people and make and the argument like that it's like you know. If you go back from like the movies from the '30s and shit, where it's just like you know, if you watch like the Mummy and then Return of the Mummy, there's a good chunk of the early of the beginning half of the movie where it's just a recap of the first movie. But that was in 1930. If you you know, if Bill missed the the movie last week and the cinema got the the, the sequel you just missed it so to some people back then they would have appreciated like oh good a recap so i can remember what happened you know in the last movie and you know we're looking at this as right. like privileged people that are able to watch the shows at any time when we want at on and any devices we have you know it's kind of a privilege that we have that we have all these streaming services that you can watch an episode what you want but to me that's what aggravates me the most where it's like why is we live in the day and age where you're streaming all these episodes. yes i get it they still air on television in japan and certain channels here in america but why do we need a recap? Like we could just watch the previous episode.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, but it's mostly more of a um an editor team or whatever, like someone higher up in the whole production of the anime who says, No, we're gonna do this So the next like I'm pretty they chart out the entire the entire um show where like this episode will have this, that episode will have that and they 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 go through a process of like, hey, how do we make this episode longer shorter because we have either too much content or not enough content it's the same thing with movies where they have a whole lot of things and they just got to edit out what needs to go what need, what does need to go here and there um which speaking of streaming services that uh, netflix is taking a big L when it comes to their uh when it comes to their stocks and and coming to their um retaining customers which is funny um netflix estimated i think that they're going to lose 20 or 2 million i'm sorry 2 million um clientele uh but they only ended up losing 1 million and they actually were happy because given the projections that they were going with uh, a lot of people were were struggling in the higher ups they were like dang all this is happening and we're gonna lose this many and when the news came out about them only losing 1 million subscribers they're like all right cool uh we're not in the hole as deep as we thought so we're gonna push on forward and a lot of people just getting tired of this new um netflix uh um move i guess like sure they have a lot of content but like no one wants to pay extra money just because uh, i lent you my account to watch one episode of of one show so that's like that's something that i don't quite understand why netflix would do so like do this move unless they were really strapped for cash or they were really 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 um trying to do something that i guess the competition wasn't trying to do like they're just trying to get more money for it for everything i guess i don't know but it seems like this move is not going very well and a lot of people are going to other streaming services uh because they have special deals or they have special shows that you can't watch anywhere else
1: i've never heard anybody just say fuck netflix i'm gonna go to hbo max like i've never heard that most people just say oh i'm gonna get hbo max with netflix i don't know I, i i don't know to me it's really weird for me that someone to tell me like oh they just don't have netflix and they just don't i don't know it's just weird to me that to me like i said my netflix account is paid by my my cell phone provider so i don't really put much thought into it the only streaming service i actually pay for which i should really take more advantage of because it's the most expensive one is uh hbo max i mainly use it to watch like robot chicken and moral Oral for like the 50th time but um but yeah so getting away from um from that kind of media though uh i went I wanted to talk a little bit more about video games, Marcos. So I've been uh, kind of going through a bit of a nostalgic boom lately. I finally—I uh, feel like I'm feel- properly filling out my computer. I uh, get it because it's a 69 episode and I'm, I'm using Phil. Uh, um, there you go. Yeah, keeping with the theme. Um, I've been setting up emulators again. Uh, I fucking love emulation. I think emulation is a super cool thing that, you know, as much as companies like Nintendo uh, want to bastardize and say, it's just a form of piracy, I, I firmly am an advent disagreement with that um listen uh, no company in the world is going to constantly um work their ass off or trying to get all their games right. into modern day systems and work as as intended there, there's just no no way around it that's why i think this is crazy to me is that you have so many fans that are getting paid either by patreon or they're doing it completely by free that are doing this out of a labor of love to get so much work done to just keep these games active and being playable and even just improving on them like a good example was I really wanted to play Majora's Mask lately. You know, Marcos, we were talking about like uh, video content lately. One of my favorite styles of video content is uh, iceberg videos. I love iceberg videos. They're such a simple formula, but they are super engaging. If you're even remotely interested in the subject matter, you can find out so many cool little bite-sized facts of a game that you might already know or maybe something you might not even heard of before. You know, it's kind of interesting.
0: I keep getting recommended, but I never really. I mean, the got one that kind of started just...
1: it all, if I could safely say, is like the genesis, like the progenitor, like you know, the first testament kind of thing. There was a YouTuber, uh, I think his name was Ms Kiff. I, can't, I, I, I mean, let me make sure I quote this guy's name. I keep saying Ms Kiff, but I know that's a streamer. Um, yeah. His name is Mishkaz. There I go. Uh, this guy. He basically started the iceberg uh, video. And I, I don't know if I ever talked to you about like what our icebergs are or um, the history of it. But basically what it was is that uh, this guy, he um – let me see what was like his video all right uh basically around the time i want to say two years ago there was like this weird fad that was going around that like mario 64 was secretly like this really creepy game because it was like one it was nintendo's first 3d uh 3d mario game and there's like a lot of imagery in, in, in super mario 64 that you never see again like that's what makes super mario 64 so interesting is that it's the 3d mario game when the 3d was still new and nintendo was just Putting whatever they thought was a good idea. Like, there's so many characters that you never see again from Super Mario 64. But mainly, there was like this weird, like, creepy pasta thing that was going around that, like, Super Mario. Every copy of Super Mario 64 is personalized or some AI. Do not research the beta build from '95. You know, things like that. And there was a. Uh, there's also all this like secret shit that you know most speedrunners or maybe like super hardcore Mario 64 fans might have known. But, you know, a lot of people might not know this sort of thing. And that was that like, kind of like intrigue and stuff like that. So he made this video called the, the Super Mario 64 Iceberg um, that, you know, if you guys know what the iceberg image is, if you're watching anything on YouTube, you've probably seen like 50 of them at this point. Um, but... Basically, an iceberg is that the most top – the tip of the iceberg is the most common, most well-known thing, and then the bottom is, like, the most obscure shit, right? Yep. And you yeah. could you could do, like, an iceberg on anything. You could do one on Mario, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, uh, Pokemon, all these different things. And it's just so interesting that y- it's such a great way to get, like, an hour's worth of content, but you get little bite sizes of information that's just really entertaining. Um, but going back to my point, though – um there was a video that a guy made where i'm pretty sure everybody has seen it recommended in their in the recommendation tab called narrow's video on the thoughts on the majoris Mask 3ds remake which is so funny because i remembered when the 3ds first came out and we all remember when the 3ds came out you only had like three good games at the time and this thing was like what 250 uh so you know the only good games you had was like street fighter 4 which was broken as shit on the 3ds fucking uh oh my god uh blue steel was it was that called i forgot the the fucking ship game and then there was the legend of zelda 3ds remake which was in my opinion at the time i thought it was the superior version to play uh the legend of zelda because it ran at 30 fps the art the models were in line with the original n64 art style and stuff like that um but Nero made a video talking about the 3DS remake. Because I never heard anybody ever talk about the Majora's Mask 3DS remake. I All I heard about was people wanted one. People thought Nintendo was never going to do it. Because Nintendo could never do a Majora's Mask again. But the 3DS game came out, and I never heard anybody talk about it, ever, ever, ever. I never heard a single reveal about it. I never heard anybody recommend it. Maybe because it came out so late into the 3DS lifestyle, uh, life cycle that I wasn't interested enough to give it a shot. But And it's crazy because it even got a 3DS like, special edition. And all I remember about the 3DS Majora's Mask game was the badass Skull Kid statue. That was it. That's the only thing I remembered about it. But that's about it. And so, Nero made this video talking about how, like, Nintendo kind of flubbed up on the uh, 3DS remake, where they tried to make it more simplistic, but it felt like it removed a lot of the charm, and more importantly, removed all of the, um, what's the word I want to use, uh, all of the, uh nuances of the game you know there was all this like kind of tech uh, mentality and there's all this like awkward you know overlooked design choices that was made but he basically made a video talking about how like the 3ds remake kind of flopped compared to the n64 original but he made a good point saying that the 3ds game isn't bad it's just that it doesn't do a, a good enough of a remake job to feel like that that's the version of the game you should play like legend of zelda Uh, ocarina time on 3ds because i'm not gonna lie though i still think ocarina time on 3ds still is the better game because it's just more convenient it's portable and i still think it looks pretty well and keeping it in line with the original game and this is like still marcos like the highest rated game on metacritic to this day like if most people say if you're going by statistics alone ocarina time is still considered the best game of all time according to just new uh, according to metacritic uh, going off on that So, yeah, uh, Narrow did you know, And go leaning back to emulation, Narrow did this video. Where he wanted to update all the textures of Majora's Mask to have this like nice new modern look, but still keeping with the you know with the N sixty four design and everything without like drastically changing the, the feel of the game. And I've been playing through Majora's Mask this weekend, and it's it's been a blast. Like I've really grown to appreciate this game more and more as I as I uh, played it over the years. And that's kind of just been my weekend game lately. I'm actually gonna look forward to playing that uh, as soon as we're done recording for today. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And that's just what I'm saying is that, like, you know, you have Nintendo that does the bare minimum of releasing their N64 games. But doesn't really properly upscale it or do anything like here's a good example right we had the 3d all-stars game that came out and you know while they did keep you know the upscaled mario galaxy and mario sunshine they did nothing to mario 64. they didn't improve the frame rate they didn't like really make the game look any better they didn't like even give it that like mario 64 ds treatment that would have in my opinion felt like it would have been a much more better investment but meanwhile, you got fans that somehow managed to reverse compile the, the ROM of the game and made a native PC port of it that runs at 60 FPS that has all these mods and render options and all these different things. And I'm thinking, like, damn, like a bunch of fans did this on their own free time and gave you a much more better mm-hmm. experience to play Mario 64 than when Nintendo offered.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's. That's with the money community as a whole when it comes to most games as well. That's not that yeah, far-fetched. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's that's just that's just, just crazy to me, and that's why I love emulation. So I've just been playing, like, a bunch of, like, nostalgia games. And sometimes, you know, I'm kind of in the camp that does this where it's like I'll play the same game over and over again, because, like, oh, that's the only game I could play. But then when you kind of... You know, take some time out of your day instead of some emulators and shit and get your controllers up and running. Like, I just boot up an N64 game and then swap over to a Super Nintendo game just like that. And I'm thinking, like, man, th- this is what I like playing about video games. That's how I feel about, like, with Majora's Mask. I'm not worried about some online bullshit or lag or anything like that. I'm just having me in the world of Termina and dealing with all the fun trauma that brings with it.
0: <laughs> I've never quite understood the whole uh, playing Majora's Mask to the kids to have nightmares and stuff i guess it's never been something that i've i guess I've been something that I was resilient too but it's, it was nightmare fuel for some i mean people. i think it's just more um, of like just this, this uh, a
1: surprise matter of like yo this game is like playing it straight like this game is fucking depressing i mean i don't think like people basically. you know i'm not talking about like the pokemon lavender town syndrome bullshit where it's just like oh kids who played the first initial release of pokemon red and blue were having nightmares and there were seizures and shit like that because of bilunial audio and that creepypasta I- that was and I'm just really like, true. this is a fucking game boy. We're talking about, not some like complicated bullshit. Yes. Lavender town is fucking creepy. Yeah. I think everybody would with that, but it's like, I don't know. But then again, to be fair though, it's not exactly far fetched because have you heard about the, uh, electric soldier polygon, uh, incident that happened in Japan, I don't, you don't recall? recall. Oh, let me tell you, this is a fun little story. So back in the day, me and my stepbrother, we used to go on this website. I think any OG Pokemon fans remember called project Celebi. Um, where you know you—that's like the craziest shit for me. It's like finally, like, wow, there was like banned episode of Pokemon where like James had titties and shit. Like, wow, this is fucking crazy. And um, mm-hmm. there was an yeah. episode called Electric Soldier Polygon. Uh, to, to give you—I I don't know the exact like scenario. Yeah, oh, I so for, for the audience yeah, who don't know what it now. is And it's so crazy because even the Simpsons References it um, There was an episode where Ash and Pikachu Are like being chased by a giant uh, Polygon and Ash Says Pikachu use electric bolt And it shocks uh, Polygon He like exploded or some shit but there was like a flash Of like red and blue like it was like Fucking fast and it was like like almost, seizure like, crazy seizure-inducing. Seizure and, and it was, like, pretty... Even, like, me, as I'm not prone to getting seizures, but I was, like, kind of scared. I was like, man, this this is, like, hurting my eyes. Like, holy shit. So that's, yeah. like, something that I think what happens is that, like, every little fib has, like, a little bit of grain of truth into it that, yes, Pokemon caused medical issues, but it wasn't the the game. It was actually the uh, the anime that aired a really botched episode.
0: You know, I haven't seen the whole warning label before a movie or a show about, like, uh, about seizures and and stuff. I haven't seen that in a while uh, when it comes to, like, uh, this may cause seizures or whatever, which there, I would watch some episodes, I'm like, uh, of, a, of a show or
1: anything, Like and then just think, would this cause a seizure?
0: I, I don't I, know. I think what it may have like, been was also that they
1: is- got rid of the sensor flashing because that used to be really common back in my day. Where it's just kind of surprising, like, your screen would flash. And if you're watching this episode, like, super late in the dark, your entire bedroom would just like to fuck up because of that. True. Uh,
0: and I, I, I guess that's why I would, would say something like that, because I would watch it in the dark. But all that being said, like, even in movies where, obviously, you know, you're in the dark, everything's you know you're doing your, your thing uh eating your popcorn getting your hands all salty and cheesy with the nachos even with all that i um i don't understand like why there wouldn't be like a hey uh, potential seizure warning here because well there's a lot of flashing and stuff or maybe they they, they use ways to like go around it or make sure it's not possible to get a seizure i don't know all i know is that it's it's one of those things where like i've i've had friends and stuff who who are induced or who would be prone to seizures and stuff and they watch some of these things where there's a lot of flashing and i didn't quite understand why they could watch this and not uh have an episode but it's, I don't it's know how different this for I don't everybody some work.
1: people it's more obviously it, it's yeah. just it's just that yeah. it's, just, it's just different for everybody but um yeah so i just i just been setting up like a bunch of emulators and just been reliving my child and just playing games that i I really like a lot but another thing that i played marcos was that uh i went to uh, our arcade if you guys haven't heard if you guys are in the south florida area mainly in the miami area i highly recommend you check out this cool ass arcade called uh, arcade odyssey it's a really cool place you know this thing is gigantic they keep adding new machines every other day and it's like you know it's also a bar too so they also got like food and drink and shit but i never drank or ate anything there uh but i do like the fact that they name everything after anime and video games like they named the fucking Evangelion angel a drink i thought that was really funny but uh, one thing that I've been really into lately, uh, Marcos, whenever I go to Arcade Odyssey or any arcade, you know me. I really don't go play the Street Fighters. I don't go play the fighters. I don't play, like, shooters that I could easily emulate. I like to play the really wacky shit that you can't properly uh, get in the home uh, environment. For, like, for example, rhythm games. I really loved going to play rhythm games. And while I was really sick with COVID... Um there was a great video by uh KK Clue where he talked about the history of like uh beat mania. Now if you don't know what beat mania is, Marcos, uh you know DDR, right? Of course you know DDR, everybody who Yeah, I know, I know okay. what Beatmania is. So for those who don't know what beat mania is, because to be fair, the beat mania is not super popular here in America compared to like DDR. Uh Beat Mania is is a is another branch of the bemani series. That's like the the head branch of of all of konami's like dance music rhythm games like that's where they have dancing stage that's where they have drum mania guitar freaks which is basically guitar before You just stole the shit out of that um and then there's drum mania you know popping music uh and I, I think there's more mm-hmm. but basically beat mania was like the first it was like the, the the legit the og the first one and it was like this dj rhythm game where you had like seven keys and you had like a little turntable next to it's supposed to simulate like being a dj and I've heard of this game before. I think I've seen it even in AO and other arcades. But it never really drew to me because, like, I'm not really interested. Like, what the fuck? Okay, it's a DJ controller. whoopity do. But, like, I, that's nothing special. So I watched a KK Clues' video of, like, the history of Beatmania and, like, all these different games and, like, how you could play them and, like, how there was, like, this limited run on the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2. And I was, like, so fascinated. When I was, like, really sick with COVID, I told myself, man, when I recover, I'm going to go to the arcade and fucking play this thing because this looks so fascinating. And, of course, I played all the other, you know, uh, rhythm games. Like, my favorite rhythm games, if I could safely say that I like to play whenever I go to that, is Theatric Rhythm, which I think I'm pronouncing it right. But it's basically this Final Fantasy rhythm game that is, like, really fucking charming, and it's really cute. I played the 3DS game um, back in the day through a demo. And, honestly, though, I would... I'm not going to lie, though, I would totally get a 3DS and just mod it just to play that game because that game is so charming to me. But the, the fucking arcade releases are crazy. They get all the Final Fantasy music, all the numbered Final Fantasy, even the 14. Dude, when they're playing, like, fucking 14 raid music on that machine, it is so much fun. But I'm, I'm getting off topic. Going back to Beatmania, though. Uh, so I, I, they had the, the newer modern Beatmania machines, I think it's called 2DX, and I played it, and it's a little bit weird for me, because it's like, you have seven keys, so you have, like, four keys, white keys, and three black keys, and you have a turntable, so yeah. it's really weird to get, yeah. like, in your mind, it's like, okay, where the buttons go, because I've seen people go to fucking town how they play, because Beatmania is super customizable, like, you you could play without a turntable, you could play nothing but keys, you could have a key as a turntable, da 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 it's pretty like, customizable, but my thing is is that i want to know is like whenever i play like an arcade rhythm game i always think okay how can i get that exact same experience from home and of course like the the easy answer is like well you can't unless you have two options like if someone to say like oh what's the best ddr pad most people would say well a extremely expensive super hard to get you know easily repair easily that needs to be repaired machine or you just you know somehow manage to get like an old ddr extreme machine that's still in good condition and you know if you're willing to put up with the cleaning and the maintenance and keeping the thing up and running and shit and i just look at that and be like okay how do i play beat mania in my house and i look up like controllers and shit and these things are like almost as much as like two to three hundred dollars but some people still say like yeah you get the comfort of playing at your home but the best experience is still playing at an actual arcade machine with the actual speakers and and the game built around it like that but um i love i i just love playing rhythm games i think rhythm games is such a nice way to get people who are into games and people who want to get into games into because it's a simple concept you push buttons when when the music plays to, but it's one of those things where it's like it's super easy to pick up but it's really hard to get really into and uh yeah i had i had a fucking blast yesterday uh at arcade odyssey playing uh beat mania and a bunch of other like rhythm games like another one i played was uh called groove coaster it's a pretty cool one it's made by uh the guys who published this was by taito and it's you literally get these like two little fucking boosters where it's like these giant buttons that you could like they're knobs you could like flick them and shit and they they have buttons on them it's such a simple design you're literally like a little dot if you could if i could describe it as best you're a dot following a line and you have to hit your the the note with the with the boosters and you have to like shake it move it and this like that and it's such a simple design but it's so addicting and i really want to play that game but i've heard that the pc version on steam is like super abandoned where, which is really weird because generally speaking when people want to say like oh you play ddr on the pc you don't play like an official ddr licensed by konami game you play like step mania which is like an open source engine that lets you play uh ddr gameplay but at your house you know but groove coaster was actually released officially by steam but apparently it was like super abandoned and people told me to not even bother with it so i should pick up the switch version but i don't know i want to spend the 60 dollars on it but uh yeah that's that's another game i I really like a lot another one is called sound vortex i think is also made by konami where it's like you have five buttons and you also have these knobs you have to like follow along with the trail and they get that cool like dj shit where it's like the sound goes wow wow like that and so cool super fucking fun
0: I don't think that rhythm games uh, need to be a one of those games where it's like a niche type of thing. Where like, hey, maybe I shouldn't uh, play this because I'm not really into rhythm games. I don't feel like I should be put into that corner. Every time I think of rhythm games, to tell you the truth. I see it as a cardio activity because those things really get the yep. blood flowing, especially if you get it. Uh, if you're using a, a dance pad uh, with the four directionals or even sometimes eight directions. There was a arrows. girl um, that
1: was on the pump it up machine. This girl had a sweatband, a fucking towel. She was going to fucking town. I was just like sitting there with my drink in my hand like this is amazing. Look at her go. <laughs> Creep. oh dude it's cra- i've always wanted to see like a pro you know get up on that ddr machine i don't care if it's some fat guy who pushes glasses up and like triple xd fucking you know butterfly that shit's cool or, like when you're seeing like um have you seen um uh dancing stage or da- no no that's a uh, european ddr um what's that uh konami rhythm game that you see a lot right now it's like the ones where people are actually are dancing with the with the with the music um i think it's called stardom let me see konami stardom
0: Yeah, All I'm saying is, uh, and when I did play a bunch of uh, Dance Dance Revolution Mario mix, like when I was a kid and when I had that for the GameCube, mm-hmm. I did pick up a sweat uh, playing that game, getting good, getting better. Um, especially when it came to the harder levels. Especially, uh, what was this hard one? Uh, well, definitely the final the final Dance-Off with Bowser. That was very difficult. Another one was uh, the one right before it, which... One of the best songs prior to the uh, it's one of the best songs in the games, in my opinion. But like, prior to the Bowser fight, you're on the ship going to yeah. the Bowser fight, and gee, it's it's pretty it's pretty freaking intense. That workout was when I was a kid, but like, I feel like that's that would be my only reason to pick up a DDR's thing, uh,
1: uh, set or just a game. Uh, or even on the arcade, it's just to get the. Yeah, it's really it really is a great cardio. Like the best example I could think of, because when I play rhythm games now, it's you know I usually just you know default to Step Mania, which is basically a DDR game engine that lets you play you know all the DDR. I downloaded every single DDR song that was original from the original ddr game to ace which i think is like the most current one uh by the way the game i was referring to is called dance rush which is uh basically i don't know if you've ever seen it marcos it's like a stage where like you you dance along and like the stage lights turn on and everything so really it looks complicated but it's actually really simplistic it's mostly just doing the running man a bunch of times um they had that machine in it and that machine is always packed and it's so crazy how it's such a, a simple game but you know, it's just dancing. It's just like actually dancing, but people really go to fucking town with it. Um,
0: Basically, but yeah. they do
1: have it. And all I could think was like, this is great and all, but there's no way in hell they're gonna figure out a way to import this thing because you have to figure out a way how to make a touch-sensitive dance pad that could accept, you know, people with shoes and all these other different forms of input um you know with with you know step mania you could play step mania with a natural dance pad if you're willing to invest into a decent one or you know you could always get the shitty soft pads from back in the day um i unfortunately um didn't grew up okay so i remember the only ddr game i ever owned in my lifetime i did play mario mix i don't know if it was a rental or something but i know that my cousin had it but he didn't own it he just had it for a short time and he somehow had a a dance pad for it but i do remember vividly i still vividly remember this this is when dan sands revolution was still new to me i think it was ddr extreme mm-hmm. on the ps2 i remember or i think it was like seventh mix I mean, let me see here ddr seventh mix ps2 but i didn't um no i think it might have been six minutes at that point because now yeah it was ddr max okay it was ddr max revolution i still vividly remember this i went to toys r us but this back when toys r us was still around my mom took me one day on my birthday and just said pick a game and I, you know, I went to the store and I was like, okay, I, I don't know what game to pick out. And I saw Dance Dance Revolution and I was like, oh my God, this comes with a pad and everything. I bought that game. I played it for two days straight. And then my dog shit on the mat. That was the end of my experience of playing DDR on the pad. That was it. It just it just was completely fucked at that point. Because you can't wash it. It's electronic. So if you wash it, like you're ready busted at that point. I'm like, well, that was fun. Uh, that was a that was a great time. It was a great moment but uh yeah ddr unfortunately like a lot of rhythm games here in the in the states just kind of died out you know like these games are coming out like every other year um by konami because konami just loves doing that they like to just make a cool game milk the shit out of it as much as we can and especially in the arcades man like you'd be surprised like you know in america we got like maybe three ddr machines in our lifetime but if you go to japan and if we're counting every single release like from first mix to seventh eighth or extreme or whatever That's a completely new arcade machine having to be made every time. So that's why, like, if you go to any American arcade that has a DDR machine, it's most likely an illegally imported DDR Extreme that never came out here in America.
0: This is the iceberg of the Dance Dance Revolution or the uh, dancing games or rhythm games, I should say.
1: I've watched a lot uh... of, like, fucking retrospectives and reviews and, like, histories of DDR it's it's just fascinating to me. It's just like oh okay, it's like okay, so we're now in fourth mix. Oh now they release fifth mix, and now they release sixth mix. Okay, what's different on this? Well, this one had hold notes. I'm like oh, wow. Uh, and then by that time seventh mix came out, I was like holy shit, kadabi damn.
0: Speaking about speaking about rhythm games, there is this game a friend of mine was playing, and he was showing me called BPM per minute. I yeah, I know exactly. Per minute what you're talking about yeah. And it was quite an interesting concept and just recently I think another game like it uh came out where you or similar where you attack and dodge at certain beats or whatever and you're able to uh do more damage, evade damage, all that stuff. And there's that, that also a looks crypt interesting, and the Necrodancer, but,
1: that might be your kind of thing. I really want to play the Zelda one. That one's like so up my alley, I just haven't bought it yet. I think that might be the one I'm talking about where I've seen a lot of, like,
0: gameplay of it, and it looks interesting, or at least the trailer looks interesting, um, all, in all, all that being said, it's one of those things where, like, someone like me who has, uh, struggles every now and then to keep rhythm when it comes to, like, if you were to tell me to keep rhythm for 10 minutes, that'd be something, like, kind of hard, or if anything, impossible for me, because I would lose rhythm, uh, I just, my blank, my mind would just go blank for a second, and then it's just like, where was I, and then, It'd be hard to continue going uh, without some sort of cue or something. But if I'm playing the band, I don't need to, like, I don't need to keep the rhythm. The rhythm's kept for me, yeah, unless I'm the drummer, and then that's something different. But all in all, um, I do want to try out these, like, fitness games. Like, even the, what was this the thing on the Switch? The the uh, Fit Ring or the Fit whatever. I was
1: about to say, uh, Ring Fit Adventure. I recommend just holding out, waiting until it have- goes on sale. It goes on sale pretty often it really is a workout though but yeah it's it's actually a really fun game
0: yeah uh i've had a couple friends play it, and they liked it they liked the the whole cardio thing the whole whatever but it's one of those things that nintendo has a um uh what do you call it It has a a track record of doing ever since the wii with the wii pad and all that stuff uh where they like hey here's a fitness thing i guess it's a way to sell the actual console uh to people who aren't oh, yeah children that's what nintendo was really banking have- on at
1: the time you know and 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 that's a, actually a thing though uh going back to narrow for a minute if i could quickly bring this up i never knew about this so i never thought about it but damn it's one of those things you didn't really appreciate um he was bringing up the fact that like motion controls isn't actually like a bad thing he argues that motion controls could have been actually a natural evolution to what gaming was, but so many people are so against it because, you know, Nintendo really banked on the casual market and a lot of people say, Oh, I don't want to stand up. It's so stressful and this isn't that, which is, you know, if you're a, a, a you know, a person of disability, I could totally get behind that argument. But I, I think to just outright say just because you don't like it doesn't mean anybody else should do it. Then I'm sorry, that's a shit take. But what he did mention that it was a good idea, which was motion controls, was gyro aiming. And I never thought about that. I was like, wait a minute gyro aiming when i think about gyro aiming i think about nintendo Mm -hmm. switch and yeah gyro aiming is pretty good for games like splatoon and even breath of the wild so then he brought up a good point that valve just said hey with the steam controller they just allowed gyro aiming with your fucking dualshock 4 and while if it is a bit of work to set up it is something that people like because let's just be honest though guys uh you know console fans come here and hear me out good good Aiming with an analog stick alone with no aim assist is not good. It is nowhere near as precise, obviously. So, so, gyro aiming is kind of there to add a little bit of extra preciseness to it. So, some people have figured out a way how to be like, oh, if I hold down the aim button, it suddenly turns into gyro aim mode, and it lets you aim the controller, like, as an like actually how you're playing like breath of the wild or splatoon and i thought about this like wow that actually makes a lot of sense that's kind of a nice middle ground to get better precision because while well, yes i still prefer playing you know fps games with the mouse and keyboard there's a lot of games like a good example was gta you know gta does have a first person mode that makes it feel more like far cry but gta is a lot of driving and driving with just a keyboard is nowhere near as good as <laughs> playing it with an analog stick
0: yeah, definitely so, not.
1: you know, I thought that's like, man, that's a, that's a good idea. And I think that that's like another reason why I like Valve hardware so much is like even when Valve hardware fails, the legacy they leave behind adds something to the universe. Because, you know, yes, the Steam controller flopped and it sold out, but it's still kind of an interesting relic because it introduced the idea of gyro aiming. It wasn't marketed, but it was a feature that the controller did had. And then when the controller died out, they just said, hey, fuck it. These new controllers by Nintendo and Sony. They have they have accelerometers on that shit. Fuck it, let's just put gyro aiming support on it, and then you could just set that up. I see people do it for Okami. I seen people do it for Metal Gear Solid Five, and that's just kind of interesting to me. You know, it's like damn. In the ashes of some fuck up, it leads a legacy that people are willing to try something with it.
0: The one thing I will say, <clears throat> when it comes to overall any rhythm game, it's so it's it's sort of a a practice for hand-eye coordination. Um, that's one thing I did want to bring up. Did you ever have an issue playing Guitar Hero, hitting that orange button? The, the funny thing, you say note? that
1: like like. Guitar Hero and all these rhythm games are pretty simple, you know, it's like, all right, this button hits that button, that button, that button, that button, when I first got Guitar Hero, I've watched so many YouTube videos up to it at that point, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna ace this, this looks really easy, but I struggled, I fucking struggled, like, really, really fucking hard on, on easy mode at one point, but then eventually, you just have to take it, you know, step by step, you know, just because you watch someone play the guitar, I know this is, like, you know, pretty out there, but just because you watch someone play the guitar doesn't mean that you could just pick it up and just be like, oh yeah. Because if you think about it, like, yes, playing guitar is pretty simple. You hold a fret, a fret down, you strum the key, and you strum the the the, the chord, and you're set. You know, like in in the most basic bitch ass like most fundamental level, that's how it is playing guitar. But just because you you watch someone do that a bunch of times or you pretend to do it doesn't mean you know how to actually do it. It's a skill set. You have to get better at it. Um for me as far as guitar hero goes I went from easy to medium skipped hard and went straight to expert and then I just played it off of that
0: basically yeah My cousin never get get past That's uh, what I did.
1: medium like that was that was it he just couldn't do it
0: I it, it's one of those things where you have to learn like hey touching that or getting that fifth note uh, with using your just your four fingers is not that hard you just got to shift it's sort of like a hand type of thing but yeah um I re- I was Interested in bringing or not bringing, but like going into like something like Beat Saber or going back Beat into Saber's Guitar Hero for the PC and how it's much mods support. Yeah, I just I just get really sweaty, and that's you the I'm not interested in...
1: That's that's just my only advice. Anytime you play, anytime with a VR headset, especially for a super long time, you start sweating. I, I have a, I literally bought a fan right here next to me literally for that purpose it's a small little fan i have it connected to a smart plug and everything but it's constantly blowing air straight to my face just to get anything in there because if not i'm just going to get that vr rim around my eyes and it just looks ugly
0: i've played with that i but i play with the fan and i still get hot it's natural yeah just to get hot it's it's something that but it's it's uh i'm always hot but even with a vr set like i I need to take a lot of pause, because yeah, I'd just be drenched in sweat yeah, it's, after it's, a while. it's
1: gross, and especially if you got to, like, wash that shit, because I'll, and if you're sharing it with people, it's even worse, so, you know, you don't want to mix that kind of shit to your skin, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I think we're we're done. You know, we finally hit it. This episode definitely was, uh, it filled you up. I think that's the best way to describe it. This episode was definitely a filler of an episode, but, you know, we, we got it, man. We hit episode 69. We hit the funny number, but... You know, we still got a lot of episodes to go on. I seriously wonder how many episodes do you think? Well, we'll, we'll hit the triple digits, no, for sure. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think we're gonna hit it by this year. How many weeks are still left this year? Assuming we don't take any more breaks. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're not gonna hit it by the yeah. end of this year. Maybe I don't. I don't maybe maybe not. not. All right. All right. Yeah. Probably. But um, yeah, you know, we, we we hit the funny episode, and it's crazy. You know, we started this back in 2020. Back when COVID hit, and you know, it's we 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 started this because we were bored and we had a lot of time in our hands because you know COVID hit and a lot of us were stuck at the house. And we we're like, fuck it, let's just do something together. And now we're in episode sixty nine. Shame that Kenny can't join us uh, for this episode, but you know, we we'll we'll wait for his return at some point, point. Um, and then we'll retcon mm-hmm. this entire arc without a uh, without Kenny as some sort of like dream filler episode, and then we'll just have to start back on episode twenty three, <laughs> basically. But. With that, in the meantime, while we still figure that out, because the manga is still writing the next couple chapters for that episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the DKM podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys uh, giving us a watch and listen. As you guys know, you can watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Uh, if you haven't yet, feel free to join our Discord server. We would love to have you join our little community. Um, and if you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our videos. You know, We, we really appreciate that. Every like helps. And uh, with that in mind, uh, also, if you haven't yet, feel free to follow us on Twitter. That's the best way to keep up to date on what's going on with us and the boys here at the DKM Podcast. Uh, Feel free to give us a follow there. All the links are in the description on any service you're watching this right now. I just want to say thank you very much for watching and listening. Take care. And until next time, see ya.